Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So Lyft, Ford, and Argo AI, which is an autonomous driving startup, have teamed up to start offering rides in their self-driving cars in Miami, Florida. So, okay, there you go. Hop in, go for a ride. Well, yeah, there's no driver. Well, you know what? There is going to be a driver, at least for now. The vehicles will be outfitted with uh, the uh, self-driving technology, but you're going to have someone at the steering wheel for safety, are you? Okay. The three companies hope to have self-driving cars operating in Austin and Miami in the next year. And they aim to have a few dozen cars operating in both those cities and up to a thousand on the road across multiple cities within five years. That seems like a small goal. A thousand cars over in what cities? You look at Miami, uh, Austin, Dallas, New York, Chicago, right? You'd think you'd want more than that. Um, as well, but right now Argo has been testing about 150 vehicles in six American cities already. And in Germany, what are the six cities that they've been? Oh, okay. So they're in Pittsburgh, Miami, Austin, Washington, DC, Detroit, and Palo Alto. And plus they're in Germany. So they've been testing in Austin already. So maybe people are starting to get used to them. Uh, testing on the roads uh, being used down there. I'll have to ask my son if he's ever taken one of the Argo driverless cars. But they're coming, and they are coming very, very soon. So you taxi cab drivers and you Lyft drivers complaining about the deals you're getting, <laughs> I would uh, I'd be happy with whatever deals I'm going to get because pretty soon you are going to be ancient history, really. I mean, sadly... We all are. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, baby. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay. If you're suffering from way too many subscription syndrome, yeah, I know. It's a syndrome, all right. There's a way out. And you don't even have to talk to anyone. Let Truebill do the work and set you free. You know why free trials renew without your consent? Um, so that the businesses can scam the money out of you? Uh, don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions uh, hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there. So when you need to cancel unwanted subscriptions, you don't have to. Uh, Truebill has over 2 million users 
and that's saved over a hundred million dollars. I just signed up for Truebill and I'm starting to link all my subscriptions and I'm looking forward to being one of the millions of users that Truebill has helped save over a hundred million dollars. So don't fall for the subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash chewing. Go there right now. Truebill.com slash chewing it could save you hundreds a year truebill.com slash chewing i am so looking forward to it i signed up and i started logging in subscription then i remembered oh i gotta go back and find out exactly what subscriptions i have and link up the accounts so i am looking forward to saving hundreds of dollars a year i'll let you know no problem go to truebill.com slash chewing truebill dot com slash chewing so the other day we talked about uh, the monkeypox guy uh here in uh texas as a matter of fact in the dfw area and i was wondering wow i wonder i was wondering i went i said to myself said i i wonder what about all the people that were on the planes with him and are we doing contact tracing with those people because we haven't had any news of any outbreaks from his connection and they were trying to say that oh everyone was wearing a mask it should be fine well now it comes out that they've been monitoring and i say they the cdc has been monitoring more than 200 people in 27 states for possible exposure to uh the monkeypox now they were in contact with the texan who contracted the disease when he was in nigeria earlier this month now it takes i think seven to 14 days in to incubate so we're probably pretty good uh we're probably pretty good actually i said 14 it takes 17 days but we're probably pretty good because we're looking at uh you know he was uh, traveling on the 8th and 9th of this month and uh, today if you're listening live is the 22nd of july 2021 so what does that mean uh if he was if you ran into him on the 9th you have 13 oh, you still have four more days Ooh, ee, oh boy i don't like that you either have three or four more days if you came in contact with our man that was in nigeria and went into atlanta and then came home to dallas Oh, yeah, no. And you can be transmitted through respiratory droplets and body fluids. So good luck. God bless. Good luck. God bless. I'm, I'm happy they're monitoring them, these people. And I'm happening. We're doing the whole contact tracing thing. It doesn't say that these people are, you know, quarantined for the 17 day period. But I'm hoping that the CDC said, you know, Hello, Mr. Johnson. Yeah, you know, you ought to maybe not go out and see people. Uh, we got this guy. You know that guy <laughs> that was sitting behind you on the airplane? Yeah, he came down with monkeypox. So, you know how it is. Wait, what? Yeah, so just, we'll talk to you later. But we're going to check back in with you uh, every couple of days now for the next you know 17 days. Okay? <laughs> okay, then. You have a good day. Thank you. So we'll see if we actually get news that someone else has come down with monkeypox. All right, under the heading of Believe It or Not, 
because I don't know that I actually believe it. But what a great story, even if it's a lie. And, you know, it could be. But a Russian couple claims they spent 10 days hiding in trees without food to escape a bear that was stalking them. Okay. All right. And you think, wow. I mean, what they do? Just run up a tree and the bear just kind of hung out at the bottom of the tree for eight or nine days and finally gave up. What happened? Was it more than one bear? Well, so Anton and Nina said their vehicle got stuck in a deep puddle in a remote part of this region in Russia. Kamachakata. No. Kamchatka. 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 Yeah, that's what I said. Kamchatka. Yeah, that's what I said. That was the region that they were in. It's 11 miles from a hot spring that uh, they were visiting. Nice, so wonderful and coupley. So that's when they decided to walk the 11 miles to get a phone signal to call for help. And during their walk, they realized, oh, hey, uh, we're being followed by a bear. And the bear was walking behind them. We didn't notice him straight away. He was absolutely silent. My husband was the first to see the predator. At first, we scared the bear. He moved back, but then he ran after us. At that point, the couple claimed they raced down a hill and climbed a tree near a river. Now, Anton barely escaped the predator. According to Nina, the bear nearly killed her husband. They threw a water bottle at the animal to distract him, and then he climbed the tree. So thankfully, man, you know, that water bottle works <laughs> against Russian bears. Okay. All right. So I now, according to the couple, hours later, the couple said the bear lunged up the tree at them. Um, uh, and then they beat it back down by throwing a bag with all their food at it. Um, I don't know if you know this, but bears can climb trees. Unless this was just a lazy bear and was like, if this was a Jeffy bear, ah, I don't feel like climbing that tree. I'm going to chase him and run him up the tree a little bit, but I do not feel like climbing that tree. So after that, uh, the bear, you know, guarded them at the base of the tree for two days. And then he went away, got tired. So ah, I'm going, I'm going to get out of here. So they claim that once the bear moved away, the couple dashed down and dashed down the tree and got into the river where the husband almost drowned. The wife pulled him out. The bear then showed up again. At least they think it was the same bear and started following them when the it got carried away in the current a little bit of the river and then the couple reached the other bank of the river and they were forced to climb another tree to stay in that tree for another two days <laughs> oh, okay no problem see what i'm saying i believe this a hundred percent so at this point the couple told uh, the paper that's taking down their notes that they backtracked to their stranded car by climbing through the trees. That trip took six days. <laughs> There's no way that that happened. As soon as they reached the car... They heard noises of approaching vehicles. 
I started crying from happiness, said Nina. When I saw those cars, I just couldn't take it. It was I was overwhelmed. Now, there's been bear attacks in the region in the past year, three or four. But isn't it a coincidence that cars showed up at the end of this 10-day window of Anton and Nina out running for the bears? And I got news for you. They climbed it through trees. I know they were, you know, hikers and in shape, but they were all lovey-dovey and running from the bears and then they jumped in the river and they got the bear was chasing them down the river and then they got into another tree and then they climbed through trees to get to where their car was and there's no mention of their story in this story what exactly happened to the bear while they were climbing through the trees because i gotta believe at some point the bear was like oh they're on the move um you know they decide to let's say um wait until one of them falls out of the tree i mean a bear's not dumb maybe this one is i don't know but you tell me you tell me if that if you believe that story because i want to raise my hand and say i don't (laughs) oh man 10 days no thank you no 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 when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. Oh, Oh my gosh. I don't know if I told you this already, but that is good. All right, so we've talked about the uh, one email that I get with, uh, you know, material, and they send uh, headlines and stories of things that are going around uh, on the world, and this one is called uh, The Morning Brew, and they have a bit that they post, I don't know, I think it's once a week or whatever, it's called Three Headlines and a Lie. I would have titled it something else, but they call it Three Headlines and a Lie. I was thinking, oh, those are those are actually interesting headlines and stories in their post today. So I'll give you the four headlines, and you can choose which one is the lie the incorrect headline all right headline one tokyo olympics plague of oysters threatens key venue two australian prime minister says he didn't you pooped your pants i I pooped my pants he didn't poop his pants at mcdonald's in 1997 headline number three hbo paid james gandolfini three million dollars not to star in the office Headline number four, Bon Jovi agrees to write the Tiger King movie soundtrack. All right, there you go. Now, there you have the four headlines, and of course, they titled it Three Headlines and a Lie. So, which one is a lie? Choose, and you can win a brand new... Well, you could, you know, just go subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Yeah, follow me on instagram or facebook jeff fisher radio or go ahead and follow me on twitter at jeffy jfr and if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to this show what are you doing with your life 
choose the platform you're listening on or go ahead and choose another platform but subscribe to this show yeah i know i know yeah i'm looking at you uh mr mr sneaky pants listening to your friend's subscription to chewing the fat when you could just have one yourself and it doesn't cost anything uh, you're welcome by the way so go ahead and make that happen all right which one's the lie which headline is it the plague of oysters is it the i didn't put my pants is it the give james gad delfini uh, you know tony soprano a uh, three million dollars uh, not to be in a show or bon jovi agreeing to write the soundtrack for the movie tiger king huh just wondering okay i'll tell you it is bon jovi agreeing to write the tiger king movie soundtrack <laughs> there's no there's no tiger king movie yet but it wouldn't surprise me but the uh, tokyo olympics um plagued by uh these oysters it's uh really incredible what has uh, happened to this <laughs> this plague of oysters it's where they've been doing their boating you know the sea forest waterway in tokyo bay and it's hosted to the canoeing and all the other rowing events that uh, are scheduled for the event and uh, no one really counted on i don't know the oysters massive numbers of them had attached themselves to uh, the floats intended to stop the waves bouncing back across the water and onto the athletes. Wait, the oysters were discovered when puzzled officials began investigating why the floats had started sinking. Solving the problem has been a huge and time-consuming task. Yeah, no kidding. So they've got to find a way to get rid of all these oysters. And they can't have the Olympic uh, athletes eating the oysters because you know what they say about oysters i know oysters make you want to take care of a little business and they don't want that happening this year at the olympics they want to they're frowning upon taking care of olympic business so they're in trouble they're in trouble at the olympics speaking of the olympics too now i know i predicted that they were going to be canceled and i still think they might i mean we have the news now Tokyo has hit another six-month high in new COVID-19 cases one day before the Olympics begin, which they're supposed to begin tomorrow. Now, some of the games have you know, already started, but uh, the worries are growing, and in, so are the infections. So they had uh, almost 2,000 new cases, and that's the highest since January 15th. We talked yesterday about the composer getting the boot or i'm sorry resigning over uh his past bad deeds now the director of the opening ceremonies has uh well, he's actually the director of the games i mean he was supposed to be uh directing the opening ceremony and been around he had to get be fired because of a holocaust joke that he made in a comedy show in 1998 wow that's incredible so i guess he's accused and i guess he probably did since he's gone um of used a uh, using a joke about the holocaust in his comedy act including the phrase let's play holocaust <laughs> now oh my gosh we are we're going back to 1998 and the composer while what he did was hideous 
Uh, this was a long time ago as well. I don't have the story in front of me, but you know, they just they might as well just cancel. They already been postponed once. I mean, I know we've seen studies where they talk about. Uh, there was one poll I saw that talked about uh, six thousand people. You know, an email poll. But six thousand people, forty-two percent said they're less likely to watch the Tokyo Olympics than previous Olympics. Um, they asked if the Olympics should be canceled this year due to COVID-19. 50% of the 6,000 people in this email poll said that uh, it should be a super spreader, and yes, it should be canceled. And I know there was protests going on already. Now, they've claimed they're going to continue to do it, but nobody's there. They're not letting any fans in. They're not, you know, they're not getting any spectators. It's just amazing. I'm really surprised that it's going to go on. So I'm still... As of today, the 22nd of July, 2021, the day, be, the, the day before the official start of the Olympics, I'm still sticking to my, to my prediction that they canceled. They pulled the plug. So if they go about it, then, you know, okay, good deal. Good luck. God bless. But I don't see it. Now, the next, <laughs> all that for uh, the headlines of the three headlines and a lie. So the next particular headline was the Australian prime minister said he didn't crap his pants at a McDonald's in 1997. Now, what's really funny about that, you think, why would he even worry about that? It's back in 1997. Well, he was on a radio show, the KJ show in Australia. And uh, he was being interviewed, uh, Scott Morrison, the prime minister, and he's the one that brought it up on the show. Jay, can I clear up one thing? Not the Macca's thing. The Macca's thing? Ages ago. The Macca's yeah. thing, right, yeah. It is the biggest urban myth ever. It's <laughs> true. That you pooed your pants happened. at the Engadine McDonald's? It's complete and utter rubbish. I found the thing, I found the whole thing incredibly amusing. <laughs> and we've always joked about it uh, amongst our team here. Have you? have been past it on occasion. Oh, and I'll say, you want to pop in for a big bag? Um, oh my God, they die. But it is absolute and total rubbish. Really? Uh -huh. How disappointing. Oh, I feel like you wanted to come on to clear that yeah. up. <laughs> you just need, you know, you need some of the funniest yarns are the, are the ones that aren't true. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to bring that up. That does, uh, it's not true. Okay, that makes me believe that it is true. But they, you know, it's just me. All right, I mean, Prime Minister, I'm all about, uh, you know, I know you're in trouble with the uh, you know, some of your people and your lockdowns and how you've handled the uh, the pandemic, but you're on a radio show and you had to bring up that? That means he's been pissed, man. He's been pissed that people still talk about him pooping his pants at McDonald's in 1997. <laughs> and he's still mad about it. That's hilarious. And he wants to bring it up on a radio interview. I just want to bring it up. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and the James Gandolfini uh, $3 million to not star in the office. Uh, absolutely true. Uh, they, you know, was part of the, uh, apparently uh, on the uh, Talking Sopranos podcast, which, you know, how come I'm not on that podcast? Give me a call. Let me know. Uh, it was explained that Gandolfini was supposed to star as the new boss on the office and uh, i think uh, before james spader and after steve carroll they offered him they say here four million 
and HBO paid him three million not to do it. They offered him four million for the gig, and HBO paid him three million not to do it. So they wanted to keep the legacy of the Sopranos pure. Wow. Yeah, we want you to be Tony Soprano. I mean, he could have been Tony Soprano. Well, I mean, he actually was Tony Soprano for the entirety of his life after that. But that's just sad. I'll let that one. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Go. So way back on June 7th of this year, the FDA approved a breakthrough medication for Alzheimer's disease. And at the time, I mean, it kind of marked a new era in treating the leading cause of dementia and the sixth leading cause of death in the U.S. But the approval of the drug called Adulm, A-D-U-H-E-L-M, uh, met with a bunch of criticism and uh, a bunch of, you know, there was all kinds of scandal that undermined the integrity of the agency's approval process for new treatments. And then backlash continued. And then influential hospitals, the Cleveland Clinic, NYC's Mount Sinai Health Systems, and Providence and Washington State said they wouldn't admit or administer the drug, citing concerns over its effectiveness and its safety. So instead, the agency fast-tracked it. Uh, arguing that the benefits of treating a devastating disease like Alzheimer's outweigh the risks. An Alzheimer drug uh, hasn't been approved by the FDA in 18 years. Some experts who helped the FDA evaluate uh, Adewam, uh protested the decision. Harvard Medical School professors, uh, a third member of the 11-person advisory panel to resign in the wake of the FDA's approval, said it was probably the worst drug approval decision in recent U.S. history. So if you have someone struggling with Alzheimer's and they, you know, want to use this drug, um, I don't know what to tell you. The effectiveness was one of the big concerns along with the side effects which include um, brain swelling, brain bleeding. That's it, though. Eh, that's it. Don't worry about it. And it's going to cost $56,000. That seems like a lot of money. Plus, you're going to have to pay for tests, you know, looking for the side effects. <laughs> oh, okay. Th- thank you. No problem. No, I'm not sure. I guess the fifty-six grand is for a year. Um, uh, so it's only, it's only 56,000 a year, right? Right. It's only 56,000 a year. I mean, that could be actually more than that. So I guess, uh, coming up, the FDA chief has ordered a federal investigation to explore the relationship between the scientists and the drug and drug maker Biogen. Good luck. Uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, 
they're already administering it and they're expecting a high demand yeah because if you've got alzheimer's you're willing to give it a shot because if you don't get the side effects and it works that's good news Uh, i know i know i get it it's just like uh another shot that they want everyone to get are the possible side effects worth the possible goodness of the outcome I mean, uh, I talked about it this morning uh, during Pat Unleashed. I've been filling in for Pat all week, uh, who's on vacation. So I'm doing Pat Unleashed, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing this my show here, too, as well, Chewing the Fat. And uh, I talked about, I listened to an interview of a guy that got really sick with COVID-19. And he was a, you know, he was a big anti-vaxxer. And, you know, he didn't want to get it. He didn't want the government telling him what to do. He thought the uh, COVID-19 was overblown. And uh, then he got sick. And he, it's been, the interview happened when he was at the four-week mark. And he was just coming around. And he said uh, he'd never been sick like that before. And that there were a couple of days. I think there was like one full day and a partial of another day where he actually thought he was going to die. That's how sick he was. And he said he went to the doc at the urgent care, and they said, yep, you've got COVID, and uh, go home and take a bunch of Tylenol and a lot of fluids and sleep and do the best you can. So that's it? I mean, is uh, what about hydroxychloroquine or something? Right? I mean, that I'd be a little, I was a little upset about that. I don't understand why they didn't give him that drug. But anyway so he did and and now he's he's mad that uh you know he believes that if he would have got the vaccine he wouldn't have contracted covid which you know is a questionable thought process because we're seeing reports of breakthrough cases more and more and we're also now he believes that and and i i I tend to believe that if he had been vaccinated and got covid he wouldn't have been as sick as he was and i don't want none of that i mean he if if there was a sign along the side of the road i was driving home listening to this interview if there was a sign along the side of the road that said uh, you know vaccine here i probably would have pulled in <laughs> that's a fact oh jeff you can get them anywhere you could have pulled in i know but it wasn't there wasn't a yard sale sign so yard sale vaccine there wasn't a sign there so i just went home but I'm pretty close. I mean, I'm in the, I am still in the hesitant pile, but I'm pretty close. And I, you know, you've got to outweigh that. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to get COVID. (laughs) I don't, man. I just, okay. I know. Don't look at me like that. I know. Oh, did you know that, uh, now a group of state attorneys, uh, I'm sorry, a group of state attorneys general has released a tentative $26 billion settlement that would be the largest penalty for the four big players in the opioid epidemic. Now, in this story, it talks about that's killed hundreds of thousands of Americans. So the plan would require drug distributors, uh, McKesson, Cardinal Health, the Amerisaurus Bergen, to pay $21 billion dollars over eight, 18 years and these companies of course are accused of lax oversight that bolstered the black market supply of painkillers johnson and johnson 
a drug manufacturer accused of downplaying the addictiveness of opioids in its marketing, would shell out $5 billion over nine years. Those bastards for downplaying the addictiveness. I really, it's just incredible. I mean, we know that there's a crisis. We know that drug overdose deaths rose by 30% last year to a record of 93,331. That's the story. Uh, but we don't, but most of that was not from these opioid makers. And now they're making it more, we've talked about it before, but they're making it more difficult for the people who need the painkillers in their life to be able to get them because of this. Uh, the one company made the deal that they're, they're going to stop making they're going to stop making the drug in the U.S. Oh, okay. Uh, sure, no problem. Anyway, I know we've covered it, but it just drives me crazy. And then I see the headline, prescription drug sticker prices may rise in 2021 after years of decline. You think? I wonder why. I wonder why prescription drug prices would go up. I'm sure there's a detailed explanation that would explain why those prices would go up, reversing the trend of the past five years. But I could probably guess the real reason for sure. They're talking about price increases. Well, let's see. Through July, increases already at 1,156, and there were 1,064. List prices are often cited to show drug prices are out of control. Interesting. That's not interesting. That is an interesting uh, little thing that prescription prices are going up. So we're suing the drug manufacturers and making them pay billions of dollars over this opioid crisis. And the other drugs that they make are going through the roof price-wise. I wonder if there's a coalition. We're suing them for billions of dollars and we're making them stop making a drug and actually selling it here in the United States of America, and then all the other prescription drugs are going up in price. I wonder if that works out that way. Ah, no, probably. Drone Wars. Drone Wars are coming. In fact, that should be my latest movie. Drone Wars. That's a good band name, too. Ladies and gentlemen, Drone Wars. So Israel has used drone swarm technology. They just used it in a recent, well, what they call a Gaza war, but, you know, the battle in Gaza. And they really haven't uh, talked about how the technology was used, really. But the concept of drone swarms, are linked to the development of the AI and networked military units, which is, you know, considered a futuristic battlefield application that uses the latest advances in technology. Now, I don't know uh, if you, like me, saw the documentary Angel Has Fallen with Gerard Butler and, uh, and uh, uh, what's his face? You know who I'm talking about, Morgan Friedman plays president uh the documentary uh where they used a drone technology to kill they were only trying to kill the president and they missed thanks to gerard butler thank you but they killed all the fbi and secret service guys with the drone technology that was badass 
And I bet you that's exactly the technology that's being used in Israel and will be used by us uh, in the next battles that we have. But we also know that we're using drones now to seed rain clouds. They're doing that in Dubai. At least that's what they're saying they're using the drones for. And they're saying that, uh, you know, they're creating rain with their projects. Now, they claim that, you know, Dubai gets about four inches of rain a year. And they're using this cloud seeding method to with this drone technology. They're saying the drones release an electrical charge into the clouds, prompting them to coalesce and create rain um uh, okay uh i guess the technology is supposed to be favored to for other forms of cloud seeding to use electricity to generate rain rather than chemicals huh okay now they're starting to run low on water in the desert duh so they uh, they're talking about our fresh water tables are going down too and it poses a ther- serious threat yeah no kidding you built hotels that house thousands of people on land that doesn't have any water. What are you doing? And you expect, oh, well, you know, our water tables are going down. Really? That's a surprise. That's what ticks me off here in America, too. We're talking about water tables going down, but they're letting apartment complexes and hotels being built on property where you would be able to build, let's say, I don't know, 10 single-family homes and even if it was 20 or 30 sing- single family homes, but you build a building that houses, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people instead of, you know, 50 or a hundred people. Yes. Your water tables are going to go down. It only makes sense, but they're talking about them investing millions of dollars in the, in this project of cloud seeding with the drones. And now we've got, you know, so drone technology and AI technology is everywhere so it looks like uh china is making a master race and it's under the guise of this sperm bank challenge so a sperm bank in china is asking college students to submit their sperm to recruit new donors and see who has the best quality uh, that sounds to me like we're checking to see we're going to make the the master race. So Vice has reported that Human Sperm Bank of Shanghai, and who doesn't love the Human Sperm Bank of Shanghai? I pass by it every day on my way to work. Is holding a contest for the best sperm to raise awareness about sexual health and refill their supply of donor stuff. So really, they're getting low and they want new donors. And they also, okay, so the submissions are going to be judged on the sperm count and the motility, both of which are important for fertility and conception. And the contest winners are going to, you know, they're recruited and they're going to be given money. And uh, the contest was launched a few days ago. It doesn't say how long the contest is on for. But I would say that the requirements have barred a lot of applicants from being eligible to donate. And so they're looking at only about 20% of the people in China who donated were approved to be actual donors. So they're looking for to create the master race, right? 
Uh, yes, hello. They want they're going to check everything for the best sperm, and then those are the ones that are going to be used to donate and create more humans, and that's going to be used to make the master race. I've heard this happening before. I'm trying to remember where I've heard something like this happening. But I guess, look, and they've got other sperm banks uh, offering big deals too for donors. And they're going to check it all and make sure that you're up to snuff with your stuff. (laughs) I mean, hey, are you, that's the ad actually coming out of Shanghai. Hey, are you up to snuff with your stuff? You can come into the Shanghai sperm bank it's actually the sperm bank of shanghai and donate your little heart away and if we figure out that you've got the best stuff then yeah we're gonna give you cash and you're gonna know that your stuff is up to snuff and are making kids all over the chinese provinces and we are gonna be in love with you ah I don't know that I like that. Maybe that's something we should be doing here in the U.S. as well. How dare you think about making a master race? I'm not thinking about making a master race. I'm just thinking about perhaps we could run some contests for people to donate. And the ones who have the best donations are the ones that we use. Right? Right. Okay, I got to thinking about the documentary... (laughs) (laughs) angel has fallen and then it got me thinking about the story that i did earlier on in the show about the couple who were you know chased by the bear and up the tree uh, you know uh, the whole bear thing and it got me thinking i haven't you know what movie i love is uh with anthony hopkins and alec baldwin and l mcpherson it was from 1997 and i know it's a long time ago but uh it's called the edge and it's a bear movie it's where a bear is chasing them. That's the point. They crash in Alaska, and then there's this bear, this big brown bear that chases them. And like I'm, Alec Baldwin is one of those guys that I love his work, but I can't take him personally. But there is a good thing that happens in this movie that makes you go, yeah, take that, because he plays such a douche. But, uh, and Anthony Hopkins, uh, you know, I don't spoil it for you but he i don't know if he comes out on top in this documentary but um you know he's battles with the bear and it's a it's a great movie and so if you have not seen the movie the edge it's well worth the watch and it will it reminded me of the couple in russia who were chased by the bear now i don't think that the bear in russia was bart the bear who starred or co-starred with Anthony Hopkins and Elle McPherson and Alec Baldwin in the movie The Edge, but Bart had a prominent role in this movie. I don't think they let him loose in Russia and let him chase hikers (laughs) in the Russian wilderness. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. Maybe Bart the Bear was let loose and, uh, you know, was just roaming around the, uh, the Russian wilderness. Although... In the documentary, oh, I almost did a spoiler for The Edge. Look, the movie was made in 1997. 
So I'm just I'm going to give you a spoiler. And if you don't want to have the spoiler to the edge, then, you know, thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. I'm going to end the show with the spoiler to the edge. So if you don't want to know the spoiler of the edge, just wrap it up right now. Okay. All right. Bart the Bear doesn't make it in the movie, in the documentary, The Edge. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I know. If you stuck around and you then now you're thinking you didn't want to know the spoiler, well, you know, I could say I'm sorry, but I wouldn't mean it. Oh, <laughs>